0: it's time for the moment you've been waiting for
1: beyond the game beyond the game beyond the game What are we talking about? I don't know. I wasn't in that meeting, but I'm just assuming. Are
0: all Toronto Blue Jays fans losers? You know what I'm going to become?
1: A really, really
0: obnoxious girls fan. I got so passionate in that argument that I hit the mic with my hat. I cried like a little girl. (laughs) What is wrong with
2: people? No, I'm saying I could have done what Sweet does because I do that
1: every time I go. You're such a moron.
2: That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you because you're really
1: creepy. Aw, more bacon. Everything is better with more bacon. Tom Brady wears us.
0: It's a faith-based sports radio program. We would be honored if
2: you would join us.
0: Good morning, and thanks for starting the weekend by tuning into the Beyond the Game program. We're certainly glad to have you along. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. You can call Town & Country at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. I'm Rick Benson, and joining me are those guys, our producer, Zach Barletta, And, of course, Darren Metzger. And also joining us this week is Zach Haas. And we'll find out a little more about him coming up later in the show. We invite you to give our website a visit, btgprogram.com. And you can also interact with the show on Twitter, other social media platforms, at btgprogram. The studio line is 585-431-1202. That's 585-431-1202. And as we always tell you, the program is pre-recorded, so the studio line is just really there for you to share whatever thoughts you may have, and who knows, maybe they'll end up on the air. Our show is based in Rochester, New York, which is the home of the AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins, the Rochester Red Wings. Now, I've reached out to the Wings and tried to make a deal to get a couple of season tickets for the guys (laughs) and myself, even being willing to settle for a few of those crummy 40-game packages they have. I would have been happy with that. I'd have been content with that. This in exchange for maybe promoting the Red Wings homestands on our show, running a few spots during each program to let you, our beloved listener, know of upcoming games and events and promotions. By figuring as at the stadium, the stadium never sells out, man. There's, there's always an open. Give me the worst seats you have. I don't care. I'll You're just there, there to eat anyway. I, I'd even give the tickets back. If you were going to sell out, I'd give the tickets back. We could have a player come on the show from time to time, talk about the season, talk about their faith. Seemed like a fair deal to me, but no deal. And probably because I was dealing with the wrong guy. I got connected with some dopey, glorified intern who (laughs) first told me yes before backpedaling and crawling away like he had never said that. Apparently, he found out Darren's involved in the show, which is another thing. What do you do for me anyway? Your so-called friend has been no help at all. (laughs) And I bought a large group ticket. I always brought a group outing every year for several years, paying for tickets, ending up giving these tickets away because everybody else in this town seems to be able to get free (laughs) tickets. This dope doesn't even call me this year about a group outing. Not like they're going to lose money anyway, as you said. I do want to eat from one end of the stadium to the other. I, I'm gonna. I might be the fattest person I know, and I would probably eat my way from one end of the stadium to the other. Where he is do better this coming than, from? He knew better than to call you because he would have got this speech that you're giving yeah, right now. This is
1: not the first time. Where is this anger coming from this year, right now?
0: But there's no deal. No deal for me. With the Red Wings, a legitimate radio star like myself, (laughs) host of the nation's favorite faith-based sports talk program, which originates in Rochester, New York. I can't get a stupid pass to a stupid minor league baseball (laughs) game, but some kid who looks like he hasn't even shaved yet and probably still hasn't kissed a girl, he gets into Game 7 of the NBA Finals (laughs) using a forged Press pass, no less. (laughs) The kid who somehow, he's a sophomore at the University of Texas, Zach Haas. There we go. uh, Smart man. Looks like he's probably, looks like a freshman in high school. If you've seen pictures of it. The guy gets into the game because he has Photoshop.
1: I asked for a car. I got a computer.
0: Mitch Pogue says, I'm pretty good with Photoshop. So Friday night, I went ahead and bought a plane ticket with the idea that I'd go to this game and make a press pass and see if it would work. Saturday morning, I woke up and made this press pass and spent so much time I almost missed my flight. This guy's got such confidence he he bought a plane ticket, <laughs> assuming he's getting in. What sophomore in college has enough money for a plane ticket i don't know uh, you know it's just funny Zach Haas is here with us because maybe forgery is something they teach there at the university. He's just of Texas. a very
3: smart kid he's a longhorn he, he can do whatever he's no. got the, all the confidence in the world and knows what he's doing. He
0: does have confidence. He to really pull was. that off, that's pretty common. He's got some minerals that I don't have. I'll <laughs> Brass <ya>.
1: minerals, man.
0: <laughs> he said he didn't have a copy of any particular press pass. He just Googled what press passes look like and made a generic pass in Golden State's colors, put a picture of him on it in a suit, a barcode, a couple of random numbers. And then when he went to the game itself, he, dre- he dressed how he thought a reporter would dress. <laughs> he wore whatever in his mind that a reporter Khakis would wear. A polo. So he goes to the game, he's looking around, he, uh, how'd he get in? He spots a door where a window washer, a window washer, had stepped out of the stadium. So he goes up and starts talking to the guy. The security guy ro- guard rolls up on him. Pogue says he showed her the pass real quick, and j- she just sort of gave him a nod to come on in. Nice job, Mrs. Security <laughs> Guard. Great <laughs> security. Yeah, well done you. Pogue says after he was past her, he heard her say, hey. He just kept going. You watch know, <laughs> you know, him that part. You know, you hear it. He just kept moving. After getting in, he says he went to the bathroom, went into a stall, pulled his pants down, and sat there for two hours waiting, figuring that nobody ever bothers a guy going to the bathroom, and he's probably right about that. I would, I would assume it? knock on right. the door saying who's in there.
1: It, you know, if I ever want to get out of something, I just say I have a stomach ache. No one asks follow up questions of that. No one follows you in. No one wants to. <laughs>
0: Once fans were starting to be let in, he ditched the reporter's costume, put on a Warriors jersey, and found a seat in the cheap seat area. which wasn't sold out. That was one of the things I thought of. How was there even a seat? But apparently, I don't know, maybe he's just milling around in the area. But he got himself in, and if he hadn't already gotten away with enough, he then tries to get on the court after the game. (laughs) But his pass didn't say all access, which is one of the regrets that he has. He didn't put all access on the pass. Still, even when he tries to go on the court, they still don't realize that it's fake. They look right at it, and they just don't see all access. Right. It doesn't say all access, so they deny him that. He did a really good job. That takes guts, man. It's not... not long as we're talking about people being where they don't belong. How about one of the ball boys at the 2016 Euros who just got himself in a team photo of Team Portugal, (laughs) perhaps the greatest photo bomb of all time. Before their match with Wales, Team Portugal, the the guys were all lining up for the photo, and this is where this young man slips in. Uh, Not just in some anonymous player. He lines up right next to Cristiano Ronaldo. (laughs) And apparently the kid was just looking for an opportunity to, to meet Ronaldo. And just as he was saddling up there, they took the picture. Forrest Gump-type timing, you know? <laughs> How does that happen? Why is he even wandering around out there? He probably got bounced at his, from his job, right? You might probably lost a job, but to him it's worth it. The team apparently found the thing humorous. He got a hug from his hero, and <laughs> I'm still paying full price for a ticket to a stupid minor league baseball. <laughs> one. one more story about people being where they don't belong. During last Sunday's game in Los Angeles... A group of animal rights activists interrupted the Dodgers game against the Rockies in the ninth inning by running onto the field and carrying banners protesting the sale of Dodger dogs. A group calling themselves direct action everywhere stated in a press release that the group is demanding that the Dodgers, quote, stop selling animal products and support equal rights for all animals to be free from captivity and harm. The protesters were, of course, caught and carried off by field security, who were then force-fed hot dogs and cut off their legs. (laughs) Just kidding. They didn't cut off their legs. I'd like to protest the sale of Dodger dogs, too, but just because they're gross. Well, listen, I I love my dog. I'm sure you love your dog. Everybody loves their dog. Even if I do love my dog, dog doesn't have equal rights to a human. No. pet. You know, it's a pet. Though the protesters do, I guess, make a good point. They may, in fact, be deserving of equal rights to Dodgers fan. Again, (laughs) just kidding. One of the group members, Zoe Rosenberg, because, of course, that's her name, Zoe, (laughs) says that the Dodgers promote their Dodger dogs as fun, family-friendly fare, but the truth is that Dodger dogs are made from piglets who were taken away from their family, thrown into a massive prison, and tormented by disease and neglect that would horrify any family. They're piglets, right? It's bacon. Sounds good to me.
1: More bacon.
0: It's, it's I, don't, always... I don't
1: care what they go through. I just want the bacon.
0: Oh, more bacon. Yeah, <laughs> Everything that's... is better with more bacon. That's <laughs> the clip we're looking for. People, I know you may be passionate about your causes and your le- beliefs, but there are appropriate and respectful ways to share your beliefs. Heck, I'll hear you out if you, if you come to me in an appropriate manner. But disrupting a ba- a Major League Baseball game? And is it the ninth inning a little late? By then, do you know how many hot dogs I've eaten? <laughs> Are you listening, Red Wings? A number of hot dogs I would have eaten by that time. And I know we're a little long in this opening segment, but I want to share this story involving the Dallas Cowboys. And no, Zach Haas, it's not go. because you're here. The Cowboys have gotten their fair share of criticism with some of their player signings in recent years and some of the questionable character guys they employ, but this is a good job by the Cowboys. Well done you. Because not all children are fortunate enough to have their own bed, or really any bed to sleep on, the Cowboys hosted a sleepover for 100 children who got to meet some of the players, have some pizza, have fun at a dance party, and watch a movie after which they slept in brand new beds of their own. The Cowboys teamed up with Ashley Home Store. They put on uh, this event together, of which one child says it was the best day of her life because she's never had a teddy bear or a bed of her own. Nice job by the Dallas Cowboys, a classy thing to do. Coming up today on the program, we're going to talk about free agency, both NBA and NHL. I have this strange NASCAR-related story I've tried to get to over the last few weeks. Hopefully, we'll get to that. We hope to get to a number of other things as well. And Of course, we'll have many of your favorite segments such as shenanigans, pests of the Week, and more. Hope you'll stick around for the next hour. This is the Beyond the Game program brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions.
1: Listen up, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, and every other place that can hear this radio station. If you have a pest problem, don't waste your time with any company that's not named Town & Country Pest Solutions. I was a customer before they were the title sponsor of this show, and trust me, they know what they're doing. They have nearly three decades of experience ridding homes of wasps, bees, ants, roaches, bedbugs, squirrels, raccoons, snakes, yes! I've seen a video of them taking care of a very large snake. You name it, Town & Country Pest Solutions handles it. They're so serious about solving your critter problems that they have an actual American Ninja Warrior on their team who will stop at nothing to get the job done. He can also get up on your roof without a ladder. What could be better? Pest problems solved and a show. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. One more time, write this down, 585-426-5024, or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, they fear absolutely nothing but God.
2: I've been telling you about McAfee's Remodeling Company on this show for a long time. They're family-owned and have been in business for nearly two decades. They're great for all your interior and exterior home remodeling needs, but they also do much more. McAfee's Remodeling is now proud to offer Hydro Garden construction to help you become more self-sufficient by growing food in your own home year-round. And they are now proud to be offering skylights and light tunnel installation. Light tunnels bring more healthy natural light into your home, allowing you to use less artificial light and save on electricity. So give McAfee's Remodeling a call at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at mcafeeremodeling.com.
0: Welcome back to the Beyond the Game program. Rick Benson here with those guys. btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. You can reach the studio line 585-431-1202. If you're a hockey fan, and Zach, I know you are, what a crazy hour two weeks ago in the NHL. It was crazy. Like, all of those moves happened during my drive home. I can't recall one singular hour where so many moves ha- happened, at least not on that scale. In any sport, where it just all came down with one hour. Five teams made moves that really could dramatically... Really change the face of their franchise, maybe maybe their outlook, uh, one way or the other. If if you were trying to get a hold of me, Darren, during that hour, Zach was driving, so I'm just he and I are. You were you were replying to my text.
1: Hey, don't text and drive, Zach. Well, yeah,
0: but you know, I hope you were using voice texting or something. Of course, because we we're texting yeah, back and forth, that. you couldn't get a hold of us. We we're just so much was going on. First off, the Edmonton Oilers, they just continue to make. I, what are they doing? Trading Taylor Hall to the Devils for Adam Larson? And nothing against Larson; a very nice player on his own, nice player. But he's played. Has he ever played like the number four draft pick that he was?
4: No, no. Adam Larson is a guy that he's a nice like additional piece to add on to your core pieces. Yeah. But Taylor Hall is one of those core pieces yeah like they severely undersold him
0: i mean what am what am i missing zach you tell me you're the you're the expert here the stats guy why would you give up a guy like hall who's a a skilled goal scorer for a defenseman like
4: larson it just seems like one of those moves where they know they need a defenseman everyone knows they need a defenseman my two-year-old daughter knows they need a defenseman (laughs) and they're like we're trading taylor hall for a defenseman and that was just the first one they could get where they're like he was a number four pick you know and it, it was a desperation move. It just, I don't
0: I don't know where the devil's home office is, whether it's in the city or, or it's it's in New Jersey, probably at the state. They had to rush across the river to get to the NHL offices, right? Yeah. As quick as they could before to make that deal final before somebody came to their senses. Oh I heard gosh. it had to do with salary cap space, but I mean, you're talking $2 million difference. Yeah. They could have got, they should have gotten two or
4: three Adam Larsons for the price of Taylor Hall. It was ridiculous.
0: And shortly after that, the Canadians announced they had traded PK Subban to the Nashville Predators. Now that was not a surprise. There had been talk for days. I had even texted you, you texted me one day that there had been a trade and i replied to you was it suban yeah you just assumed it was going to be yeah because that's how not a secret it was that they were going to trade
4: him but the the canadians had made three big trades in that and draft and free agency week and they were all bad like as a ranger fan it makes me happy because the canadians clearly have no idea what they're doing
0: why would you trade that guy he the community loved him Mm mm-hmm the fans love. Doesn't him. he have like a hospital wing named after him or something? Yeah, there? I like, think the entire hospital they were yeah. going to rename Montreal after him. <laughs> he's one of the game's best, but somehow, some way, the coach just didn't dig him. He was always seemed to be in the yeah. yeah. The coach even we talked about this on the air um, a few months ago when the coach just threw him under the bus mm-hmm. and blamed him specifically. Yeah, and, and again, it was a bonehead play. I, I remember it. But still, to throw your best player un- mm-hmm. under the bus like that? Yeah. So this is a situation where it probably came down, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it came down to player versus coach. Oh, absolutely. Because it's not like they traded from a strength to fill a need. Like
4: Shea Weber that they got back is just an older version of Subban with a worse contract. Like they picked up a guy who's basically Subban but four years older with a contract that runs till he's 41. Like why do you do that?
0: Why? There's no reason. I'm assuming like the Devils, the Predators got their team people, their front office in a van and drove to New York to finalize that deal. Um, But you got to like that team. They got Ryan Johansson a year ago. Are they, in your mind, a threat going into next season to win
4: a Stanley Cup? Yeah, depending on goaltending. Pecorine was kind of exposed last season. He'd always been the guy that you thought of as a superstar goaltender, but when he started facing shots from in close, he was exposed as not being that great. I mean, if they their goaltending bounces back, absolutely.
0: And then shortly after that, it is announced that, I guess the big fish of the market, St- Steven Stamkos, he's going to stay with the Lightning.
4: Which was a – it was kind of surprising that he stayed, but it was really surprising how little money he got. Like, he's averaging $8.5 a, a season – and there was talk that there were teams lining up to offer him 10, 11, 12 a season. So, I mean, he must it must have just been...
0: Uh, he must have really like being a Tampa Bay because... I think we'll probably... I know, I know I've previewed the shenanigans statements and, and you've <laughs> got something in there. So we'll talk a little bit more about it then. But um, the Lightning get to hang on to one of the best players in the league and there is something to be said for being comfortable where you play and it appears that Stamkos was. And as a... Lightning fan I mean I'm pretty big on the, on the I'm glad to see him stay and a fun fact about this contract that he signed is
4: his base salary is a million dollars a season and the rest is all guaranteed signing bonus so not only is he guaranteed his money if there's a, a lockout but if they ever have to buy him out down the road to free cap space the cap hit that remains will be very small so it's a very team-friendly deal
0: Darren, I want to congratulate you. Everything you just contributed to this hockey segment was right point on. <laughs> You're sitting there for <laughs> those of you can't see this at home, what's <laughs> happening in the studio is Darren is not much of a hockey guy. We all know that. He he's a basketball guy, baseball guy, football. He doesn't really get into hockey. He's sitting here holding up notes <laughs> about how hockey is stupid, how <laughs> Yeah, real mature. Because we are all about the ratings. Let's talk both hockey and auto racing in the same segment. Yeah, this
1: segment is crushing.
0: <laughs> this is a crazy story. I wanted to mention two weeks ago, I wanted to mention, we just seem to never get to it. But,
1: because it's NASCAR.
0: Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, this is retired NASCAR driver, former uh, longtime NASCAR driver, Mike Wallace and his daughter were attacked by three men. After a Rascal Flats concert.
1: Sounds so NASCAR and country. That sounds well, redneck as it gets. <laughs> Did their dog run away too?
0: Well, as Wallace and his family were leaving, they were attacked. And according to a police report in USA Today, were kicked and punched several times in the head, face, and stomach by the suspects following a verbal altercation. Wallace has said in a number of interviews that he talked to a, a group in a pickup truck parked in front of him prior to the concert, as well as after. And apparently, though, things somewhere in there escalated, and as he spoke to the men about the show, one of them started yelling at people. Wallace says he asked why the man was so set was so upset and that he then screamed at the top of his lungs, and he doesn't remember what happened after that because he got flat knocked out. I, what goes on at these country concerts? Oh,
1: a lot of drinking.
0: Well, I know they have them here locally, and... Makes People Bill's get,
1: games look sober. Yeah, they're dragging him out of there left and right.
0: It, it seems that his daughter, she got involved because being fearful for her father's life. He had recently had bypass surgery. Oh, she geez. got between the men and pleaded with them to, the, to stop. But according to the report, a group of women and moms then grabbed her by the throat and threw her to the ground. She was kicked multiple times by the men while she was screaming for help. At that point, I thought my dad was gone because he wasn't moving at all, she said. And Wallace's son-in-law also suffered some minor injuries. Wallace said that he's never been involved in anything remotely like this. He doesn't believe in fighting. He also says that he hopes this doesn't change who he is, although in the future, he says he might not socialize as much. Rascal Flats, for their part, tweeted out a message of support to Wallace. and Just a bizarre thing. The incident took place at PNC Pavilion in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they've released an official statement. We were saddened by the regrettable events that took place on Friday, June 17th. Upon learning that the offensive actions were taken by patrons who also happened to be employed by Lucas Landscaping, they go ahead and name the company. One of our service providers, we took swift and immediate action to terminate services provided by Lucas at PNC. Uh, apparently, uh, Mike Wallace didn't recall much about the vehicle the men were were driving about pickup truck that he mentioned, but he does remember seeing a Lucas landscaping logo. This company, I, I don't know if it, how many of their employees were involved, but this poor company released a statement as well in which they say basically that one of their employees is accused of being involved and that because the Wallaces have chosen to mention the company name, they have since suffered verbal attacks and other negative consequences as a result, which threatens their business, which employs over 70 people. I mean, It's kind of a little guy. unfair to just throw the name of the company out there. And I, I don't know. It seems odd, too, that somebody would just kind of...
1: The you whole story seems Wallace strange. Now? You think they sue Wallace now? That just seems like the next step. Because America,
0: yeah, well, listen. Call me a cynic, but very little about the story makes sense to me. It no. seems to me like there's m- more to it that we don't know about. And listen, it may have gone down exactly as it's been reported, but it's pretty rare when somebody just goes off unprovoked, and especially to knock a guy out and then start attacking a woman at a country Real music tough. concert. I don't. It just doesn't add up to me. But it, the whole thing is is strange and. Alcohol just brings bad things. Why in the world do they continue to sell alcohol at concerts and games and other venues? Obviously, it's money. It brings money. in a ton of money. We all know that. But that whole thing about limiting how many you can buy, what a sham that is. <laughs> you uh, know, is. They'll sell you, you as many as you want.
1: Did I tell you about the time I was at a Bills game and the guy's leaning forward to pay for his two beers? Leaning forward to get his wallet out of his back pocket. He actually face plants the counter because he's so <laughs> drunk. T- pays them and they give him his beer. I'm standing with yeah. my jaw on the floor like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have given him more. But
0: they, they'll put up the signs that no alcohol after the third quarter or after the second. Or no more than two has. per person. Yeah. I mean, But how many arrests? How many reports of arrests and underage drinking have there been at the, at the country music? We mentioned that they have them right here. They're legendary. Like I said, mm-hmm. they're pulling people out of their left and right and you see the photos on facebook people who don't want you to know that they're getting all jacked up and then they show up on facebook and you open the picture up a little bit and there they are they got a picture of in a beer can in their hand you know oops busted there you are on facebook (laughs) for everybody to see you guys want to keep telling me that it's all fun and games just a little social drinking with some friends at a concert or a ball game or whatever no big deal but it It's no big deal until somebody gets knocked out or gets in an accident or ends up pregnant, carrying the child of some guy they don't even know. And you guys probably think I'm just bent against alcohol, and I'm not necessarily. I just know very few people who will stop at just one. Every drink after one comes with increased justification. You know, after that first one, they're justifying how it's not oh, it's not a lot of alcohol content or they're not even buzzed. I don't get buzzed to 3 or 4 and by then your judgment is already somewhat impaired. Just avoid it. I'm Rick Benson. This is Beyond the Game, websites, btgprogram.com, Studio Line 585-431-1202. Coming up after the break, we're going to play some shenanigans. Thanks for being with us. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions.
1: Your floors are under attack, from overwatered plants to overflowing dog bowls. But the Home Depot has new, water-resistant Pergo Outlast Plus laminate flooring starting at just $279 a square foot. So you and your floors get to fight back with 24-hour spill protection that stands up to liquids for a whole day without causing damage. The next generation of laminate flooring is Pergo Outlast Plus, starting at just $279 a square foot. Exclusively from the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Beyond
2: the game, talking sports from a different point of view.
1: Barry Bonds never took steroids. It's a faith-based sports radio program. Don't
2: ruin it by being an idiot. Highlighting the stories and the people of faith. Have a high moral standard. It's not a faith program that includes sports. It's a sports
1: talk show rooted in faith-based principles. How silly can you get? You want to heckle blind people? That would make me soil my pants. Dude, wow.
2: Welcome back to the show, recording in the BTG Studios in Rochester, New York. Here is your host,
0: Rick Benson. Welcome back to the program, BTGProgram.com. This is the part of the show where we do our shenanigans. One of my favorite, Zach Haas, one of my favorite segments, because this is like a rapid fire. We get to talk about a bunch of different things, cover a lot of subjects all at once. So, Zach, why don't you get us started? Stephen Stamkos staying in Tampa Bay was the biggest surprise of the NHL's free agency opening week. I say shenanigans that it was not a surprise. Based on the rumors I had heard, Tampa was always a possibility. Perhaps the fact that he took less money, as you said earlier in the program, to stay there is a bit of a shock. But I know a guy who is close to the Lightning, and he knows Stamkos, and he said that Stamkos heavily favored. He counted in how comfortable, how familiar he was, and how much he likes playing in this Tampa Bay lineup. I agree. I was very surprised by it just
4: because like I said earlier, there were teams that were gonna offer him so much money I thought there was no way he'd stick around. So props to him for staying where he did.
1: I have no thought on this whatsoever.
4: Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absolutely not. All right, with Kevin Durant now in the fold, the Golden State Warriors can win 73 games again in 2017.
1: This I have a thought on. Shenanigans, uh, it takes a little bit a little bit for teams to come together and gel. We saw it with the Heat and LeBron and Dwayne Wade and everything. That second year is really when I expect, oh, well, the, fir- the second half of this first year is when I really expect to see them take off. So I would say 2018, I could see them winning maybe 80 games, but not this coming season. It's going to take some time to gel.
0: See, I'm going to follow you only because I disagree with you. I agree with the statement that they they can win. I don't know that they will, but they can. Well, just just can. looking at it, just looking at it simply, they won seventy three games without Kevin Durant. One would think that they should be able to win seventy three with him. But that said, to do so, as you said, everyone everything needs to come together. Yeah. Everyone needs to stay healthy. But who knows? But the, the could, question said they can, and yes, they can. But we'll have to see if they will.
1: I could see it happen a little bit, just because. Durant wanted an offense that moved the ball a little bit more, and that is what Golden State does.
0: Zach Koss, what do you think?
3: I'm going to call shenanigans on that one, because I think you know there's a reason that previous records stood for 20 years, and you know, That's good they, have, they have great players, obviously, but uh, I just think it's something that a team... A team that knows each other. I, the, the Golden State team that did it this year just came off winning an NBA championship. They knew each other well. They they worked well, and we saw that the, on the court. And they barely they barely beat the record they won on the last game in the regular season. But I, I don't think I, I don't think people realize how big of a feat that is. I think it'll stand for at least another twenty years. I think so. I call shenanigans
4: as well. Darren really stole my reasons, but it, like Darren said, when we see these super teams assembled, they struggle for a good half a season learning how to play with each other. So I'm going to say shenanigans for this season Charles Barkley said that assembling a super team is cheating your way to a championship and Stephen A. Smith said that Durant leaving OKC for the Warriors was quote unquote weak truth or shenanigans you agree with these two guys I disagree I call shenanigans first of all Charles Barkley is is he's another Skip Bayless he says stuff just to say stuff I don't know that he thinks through it before he says it but I we've talked about this before on the show for free agents do what's best for you it there, you owe the team nothing. Go where you want to go, and that's the end of it. That's his right.
1: Jared, what do you think? Shenanigans. Charles Barkley did this when he joined up with the Suns. Obviously, it wasn't this much of a super team. But you, like Zach said, you can do whatever you want. Stephen A. Smith is an idiot. So is Charles Barkley. So it's not surprising that they said these things. They just want more run on TV or whatever for any stupid thing that they say. You can do whatever you want. I like this move by Durant.
3: I'd like to call some shenanigans on Stephen A. Smith's whole career. <laughs> I can't stand anything that guy said. Next time I, I, every time I see his headline pop up, I think, when was the last time I cared what he said? That? Never. No. I, I, he's, Durant's, what, nine, ten years into his career, he wants a ring. We put guys down for never winning a ring in their career, and he's just putting—he's yes. just making the best move to put himself in position to win one.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll make it unanimous because I say shenanigans too, and I've said it before, Barkley's entertaining, but... Man, you guys are right. He says things to get a reaction. I mean, doesn't every team try to put the best lineup on the floor When did after that night? become not okay? Right. Of course they do. You can't fault the guy for going. And I
4: would like to know what Stephen A. Smith and Charles Barkley said when LeBron went to the Heat. You know, like, did they cheer him for chasing a ring? Or did they say the same thing? I bet there was a different one. LeBron. Lost.
1: Look at Golden State's core pieces, though. That's done through the draft, and then they added one guy. Stop it! This is fine. You need to just stop saying stupid things and just enjoy the I, good basketball you're going to see.
0: I don't think I'm as down on Stephen A. Smith as you guys are. Um, you know, I could take him in small doses, but I, I do actually tune into his his show on on Mad Dog Sports. On uh, did he say
1: he had won the O.J. Simpson trial? I think he did. I don't want that trial. And sure you would.
0: I don't know about all that, but again, small. He, he. I can see where you're, what you're saying. He does get on your nerves after a while. But if he were to leave ESPN to join Colin Cowherd to join Bayless to join Whitlock on, on, you know, on Fox, would that be weak? Of course not. He's free to put himself in in the best environment he can to be successful. This is what Durant has done. I, no harm, no foul. Let's let's move on. All right. The L.A. Dodgers are a bad baseball team. I'm going to say shenanigans. They are, <laughs> they are 10 games over 500. they yeah. They're only a few games out of the division lead. And how can that be a bad baseball team? They're leading the wild card chase, which means they'd be in the playoffs. This is the season started today. But because you're asking this question, Zach, I suspect you included this because you have some t- statistics that are going to show that they are a bad baseball team.
1: Yeah, Zach, go next so I can. No, we'll give let a him go answer. last on this
0: because I I know why he's brought. He's setting the rest of us up.
1: He is. I, I'm going to say shenanigans as well. I don't think you can call a team that is currently number one in the wild card, only six out right now behind the Giants, and obviously a very even NL West. Anybody could win that, you know, except for maybe the Padres. They're they're quite poor. But you know, no one's really fully out of it yet except for the Padres. So, no, they're not a bad team. But like Rick said, I'm sure you have something to prove us wrong.
3: Zach you got a thought? Yeah, I'll just call shenanigans. You know, they're not doing too bad. To say they're a bad team, they're not a great team. But to say they're a bad team, they're not the Atlanta Braves. They're not, like he said, the Padres. So, no, they'll uh, just have to see what they do in the second half.
4: All right, Zach. Well, I agree. I think they are a bad ba- baseball team, and like like other Zach said, I don't think they're a really bad baseball team. They're not Braves or Phillies bad, but the the number that I looked at that jumped out at me when I put this question down a few days ago was that in games not started by Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers had a losing record.
1: Stats are for losers. They relish in them.
4: Basically, they're a bad team, and they also have Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> and I just I looked up and down their lineup. That's the a nice band aid to have. Oh yeah, he yeah, fixes a lot of Peyton problems. Kershaw, so they're good now. But I I looked up and down their lineup and I was like, nobody in this lineup scares me. Adrian Gonzalez is looking old and done. Puig is is not what we thought he was. As a be. hand cannon, though. Yeah, there's just nobody in that in that lineup that's maybe Corey Seager right now as a rookie. But there's just nobody on the team that scares me. And Kershaw's out for
1: probably a month. Hey, you know what so, team had people that didn't scare him? The uh the Oakland A's from the Billy Bean days. I'm just saying. Why are you just saying?
0: What what significance does that have to anything?
1: (laughs) He's saying they they have no big names, right? So they're not a good team. Neither do the Oakland A's. Yet they Uh, won a ton of baseball. Well, the the, the problem
4: with the Dodgers is they have big names, but those big names are all washed up and done.
1: Yeah, but you're saying they got Corey Seager. I like Jack Peterson. Like Puig, I he's still young. Yes, he's kind of a dope out there, but. He's great defensively. At least he has a hand cannon. He's fun to watch out there. I don't think they're nearly as bad as you you're saying they are. I mean, yeah. Like like Benson said, yeah, he makes a good
0: point though. If you got a sub 500 record, taking out one of your one of the best pitchers in the game, and you got a sub 500 record, it's, and then that guy gets hurt for a month, I, I understand a your baggage. point. I still don't necessarily agree. But um, next question, next statement.
4: All right. We're now halfway through the season, and if the season ended today, the Orioles, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Rangers would all be in the playoffs despite having poor pitching staffs. Truth or shenanigans, it's no longer true that you need great pitching to win a title.
1: Shenanigans. You can get by in the regular season just by mashing, but when you get into the playoffs, pitching wins, and you can't win a championship without winning in the playoffs. So no, shenanigans, you you still need good pitching. I don't care what the regular season numbers are saying right now.
4: I call shenanigans as well, and the first thing that came to mind as I was looking up some numbers for this was the year that the Yankees made the playoffs and lost to the Rangers. Mm -hmm. The Yankees were hitting well all season, and they ran into a Rangers team that had traded for Cliff Lee, and they got absolutely victimized in that series. And I, I look back at this last year where the Royals beat the Mets in the World Series, and the Mets were the favorites because of that great pitching, and they were really never in the series. And I think that was more of a fluke because the Royals just don't strike out, you know, and, and the Mets had a bunch of strikeout pitchers. But I think once you get into the postseason, you've got to have a couple of dominant starters or you're not going to go very far. Mm-hmm.
3: I think there's some truth to it. I mean, obviously, you, you don't you need pitching. You need some sort of a solid rotation. But as far as great pitching, you don't need big studs on your team that can go out there and pitch eight, seven, eight, maybe complete game for you. And I think, you know, obviously... Pitching, you know, defense wins championships, that's the the saying. and To have some studs on your team would be nice, but I don't think you need great pitching to, to win a, a World Series.
0: I actually will say shenanigans. Uh, I think you do need solid pitching. You need solid offense. you you got to have a well-balanced team. You're not going to win with just offense. You're not going to win with just pitching. But I do think you need some pretty strong pitching when you get into those uh, you know, you as Darren, as you said, you can mash away you can fire up the offensive machine over hundred and sixty-two games, but when it comes down to beating the best teams in these best of seven series, uh, I think you gotta have pitching. We're gonna take a break. Coming up after the break, we're gonna talk a little NBA. This is Beyond the Game. I'm Rick Benson. There, those guys. Our show's brought to you by Town and Country, Pest Solutions.
1: Listen up, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, and every other place that can hear this radio station. If you have a pest problem, don't waste your time with any company that's not named Town & Country Pest Solutions. I was a customer before they were the title sponsor of this show, and trust me, they know what they're doing. They have nearly three decades of experience ridding homes of wasps, bees, ants, roaches, bedbugs, squirrels, raccoons, snakes, yes! I've seen a video of them taking care of a very large snake. You name it, Town & Country Pest Solutions handles it. They're so serious about solving your critter problems that they have an actual American Ninja Warrior on their team who will stop at nothing to get the job done. He can also get up on your roof without a ladder. What could be better? Pest problems solved and a show. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. One more time, write this down, 585-426-5024, or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, they fear absolutely nothing but God.
2: I've been telling you about McAfee's Remodeling Company on this show for a long time. They're family-owned and have been in business for nearly two decades. They're great for all your interior and exterior home remodeling needs, but they also do much more. McAfee's Remodeling is now proud to offer hydro garden construction to help you become more self-sufficient by growing food in your own home year-round. And they are now proud to be offering skylights and light tunnel installation. Light tunnels bring more healthy natural light into your home, allowing you to use less artificial light and save on electricity. So give McAfee's Remodeling a call at 585-402-1070. That's five. 5- Five eight five four zero two one zero seven zero, or visit them online at com. You're listening to Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Beyond the Game is listener-supported. You can help by making a one-time gift or perhaps even committing to a monthly pledge amount. And if you own a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program and promote your business to large audiences of both sports fans and people of faith. Please join us as we seek to encourage, equip, and evangelize through Sports Talk Radio. Visit our website at btgprogram.com for more information or make a donation via PayPal Secure Servers. Beyond the Game thanks you for both your financial and prayerful support.
0: Welcome back. Thanks for being with us. This is the Beyond the Game program. Rick Benson and those guys, Zach Barletta, Darren Metzger, and joining us this week is Zach Haas. You may be wondering why he's here, because I want him here. There's, you know, honestly, I asked him because there are as few people that I know who has uh, the same passion that I do for mixing sports and faith, and I know Zach Haas has that. But a little bit about Zach, um, you got a favorite baseball team? Is not going to be the same as ours. I already know that about you. Who's your favorite baseball team?
3: Oh, that's a that's a tricky question. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, so I would give you little bit about my favorite teams uh so I grew up a Rangers fan but I also grew up with a dad that uh grew up right near St. Louis and so he uh he was a big Cardinals fan so I grew up you know when I was young the the Rangers weren't much to cheer for so uh I picked up being a Cardinals fan so I I like the Cardinals and the Rangers so back in 2011 it got a little tricky in the World Series there um but if I had to say if I had to pick one I'd have to go I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan and
0: and in your, Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, I I know your dad well. He's one of my favorite people. But I'm just going to say, that's bad parenting. No, right? oh, that, that's <laughs> it's a result of a poor upbringing.
3: No, that that's he uh, did the right thing there, instilling in me a love for God and love for Cowboys football.
0: But college football is your thing.
3: That's that's my main thing, and that's a that's a pretty strong topic in my family. I'm I'm was born in Dallas, but uh, my dad is from Oklahoma. And then moved to Missouri, but he's from Oklahoma. Big Sooners fan, and I'm a—I turned out being a Longhorns fan.
0: Basketball, hockey, either one of them rattle your bells.
3: I, I follow them. I don't. I'll I'll watch the playoffs, but college football is year round. I'll, a couple I'll follow years year, year Liberty
0: around. University, much like. Oh yeah, yeah, you that's know what I, mean? yeah,
4: yeah. Too what I want to know is: Can you have love for God and love for the Dallas Cowboys? Doesn't it have to be one or oh, the other. It,
3: no, it's it's uh, they kind of go hand in hand. <laughs>
1: they, Every, every Cowboys fan ever has said that. Are you going to tell me that the hole in the top of the stadium is so God can watch? So God too? can watch. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before, too.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the NBA. Now, I'll admit I was shocked Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. I figured he'd go back there on a short-term contract, maybe give it another go, and if he couldn't make it work out, there'd be plenty of opportunity for a big-money contract. But there's been a lot of backlash since he joined the Warriors, it's sort of. It's sort of which philosophy is is right. If you can't beat them, join them. Or to be the best, you got to be the best. You got to you know those seem to be contrary to one another. The ro- the Warriors were obviously already a good team. Adding Durant doesn't necessarily guarantee a championship or even a conference title. We've seen it before where teams try to load up. They weren't successful. You still have to play the games. The Warriors will have to come up with a game plan that keeps everyone happy. They're going to have to figure out how to do that but um, good
1: problem to have though
0: it's a good problem to have you're right Darren. and the, the warriors obviously have the right as we said earlier maybe even the obligation to some extent to build the build the best team they can and then if they're in a position to sign a guy like durant then uh, you know getting the best players uh, building the best team is pretty much done by getting the best players you know is it the warriors fault that some other teams were not in a position to sign durant you know teams make decisions that either That can pay off for years to come or maybe cost you for years to come. The Yankees loaded up, won a championship in 2009, haven't been able to do anything since because they've been hamstrung by those signs. The Knicks, they
1: make poor decisions all the time. They They, can never win.
0: Right. So when the team is in a position to do that, that's good planning. I don't think you can fault them. I don't buy into the fact that Durant owed the Thunder and should have re-signed. When a team has complete control over a player, as these teams do, is it unfair for a player when he has the opportunity to go uh, test free agents? I don't know how that's how that's unfair. I mean, they, uh, these players—they only have a certain number of free opportunities to go a- and make their paychecks. Now, for you and I, uh, the money is extraordinary. The money is being thrown yeah. around this NBA season is, is absolutely crazy. We can't always relate to that. You know, but when you get out of college, you're able to pursue whatever employer w- w- that you choose. It's not so as an athlete; you're drafted by a team. They own your rights. You can't really uh, market yourself to anybody. Um, he was drafted by the Thunder. They owned his owned his rights, and he's given his everything he's had for the years he's been there. I don't think he owes them anything. I don't think they have anything to really complain about. They didn't win a championship. But that shouldn't necessarily mean he has to stay there until they do. You seldom hear people complain about an aging veteran. You know, who joins a team for a chance to win a ring. It's what you mostly hear is good for him. He deserves it. Uh, And you're hearing so much about parity. And I don't think anybody truly wants parity. Do you really want a league where everybody finishes 500? Of course not. It's fun to root for or against a team that wins a lot. It's fun to pick on your friends who are fans of a team that's just terrible. I mean, we want a type of parody, perhaps, but not true parody. You know, most people want a league where most of the teams have a shot, maybe a long shot, but they have a shot. And sometimes it's fun to watch a team build itself. The Yankees, for instance. Yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. They have no real shot this year. Zach, we knew that going into the season, but we're excited to think about the possibilities, to look at the prospects and think about. The things to come and Bud Selig's wild card idea, it came with scoffs when it was first introduced, but it's done exactly what it what he wanted it to do. Teams are alive, teams are in it mm-hmm. for most of the season. You know, as a fan, of course, you're disappointed when a star player leaves, but some of them are just crazy with jersey burnings and things like that.
1: You know, yeah, that always blows my mind. Hey, let me burn. This guy's jersey, something that I paid a lot of money for. That's not hurting his feelings. You're just doing something stupid.
0: Why does a player need to be loyal to a team when that team can cut him, trade him, Mm. waive him without the same level? Were the Miami Heat loyal to Dwayne Wade? There was no thanks for everything contract offered by the Heat. Pat Riley didn't offer Wade a contract rewarding him. For, for the past more than what would have been maybe for the incentive for the future. like a Kobe. A Kobe contract. contract. We saw the Yankees give out a number of those over the We just saw it years. recently
1: with Dark Nowitzki in Dallas as well.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, hey, thanks. Gonna, those yeah.
1: are good business, but I'm not going to hate on them.
0: Right, I don't either. But that's up to the club to make that decision, and, and they're welcome to do that. And, of course, fans want to see a guy finish out his career with the team that he's come mm-hmm. ma- made known with, but most of the time that doesn't happen. I don't hear anyone complaining about the money Leonardo DiCaprio makes per movie, but yet we hear it about athletes. And does anyone even notice when your favorite TV star is cast on another network? I mean, is that disloyalty? Are you all upset when when your Starbucks drive through person is making more money at Dunkin' Donuts so they leave to go there? This stuff doesn't bother us. It's a job for crying out loud, people. Yes, there should be loyalty involved, but not to the point where you... You can't leave without being ridiculed or, or ripped on. You don't know what the work conditions were in Oklahoma City. You don't know what his relationships was like with coworkers. It's a basketball team. It's, it's a job. And some of those who are calling Kevin Durant disloyal for having left the Thunder are people who have cheated on their own spouses. That's where the loyalty really matters. Some of them have betrayed family and friends over a couple of bucks. Another area where loyalty matters. Not over a change of teams, a player accepting a better offer. What about your church? Are you loyal to your church and the people there? Or do you jump around because you want to be titillated by the music or have the preacher tell you things you want to hear? Have you turned your back on a brother in the Lord because he told you the truth about something for your own benefit? The Apostle Paul knew about betrayal. He wrote in 2 Timothy 4.16 that, At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. When you remain faithful to Christ, you may find friends and family will desert you. Oftentimes, when a church preaches the truth, mind you that, of course, that needs to be done gracefully with love. But when they preach the truth, many people walk away from that church or even from Christ altogether when the truth contradicts the lifestyle they prefer to live. The Bible encourages us to be faithful in our service to God as well as to others. Revelation 2.10 says, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. You know what a loyal person is? It's a person who can be counted on to stand when others fail. It's a person others can depend on. A loyal friend is a friend who is concerned about you. Concerned enough to tell you the things that may hurt at first, but ultimately are for your own good proverbs twenty seven six as faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are they are the kisses of an enemy. Do you realize how hard it is to confront someone with difficult truth? If you have a friend who cares about you enough to go through that, then you have a loyal friend, and you know the same goes for your pastor. If you have a pastor who cares about you to preach the truth from the gut from God's word, then you have a loyal pastor, yet so many just bolt because We don't sing the songs I like, or pastor didn't wear a tie, or the pastor didn't publicly acknowledge me today. Let me conclude this thought by asking you this. How loyal are you to Jesus Christ, to the one who died for you and saved you from your sins? Are you loyal enough to give up those very sins he gave his life for? Are you concerned about the welfare of his church, of his work? and What are you doing about it? Are you involved in making a difference, or do you just complain and gossip about it? How concerned are we about your church's image in your community, or for that matter, how concerned are you about Christ's image in your community? If people know you're part of a particular church or that you're a Christian, then your words and your actions ought to shout out to them that you are a loyal church member, that you are a loyal Christian. Do your actions bring glory to God? Or do your do, you, do your actions limit or or enhance your influence for God? If you want to find out more about being a Christian, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Send us an email here to the program. I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to Beyond the Game, brought to you by Town and Country Festival.
1: Listen up, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, and every other place that can hear this radio station. If you have a pest problem, don't waste your time with any company that's not named Town & Country Pest Solutions. I was a customer before they were the title sponsor of this show, and trust me, they know what they're doing. They have nearly three decades of experience ridding homes of wasps, bees, ants, roaches, bedbugs, squirrels, raccoons, snakes, yes! Yes! I've seen a video of them taking care of a very large snake. You name it, Town & Country Pest Solutions handles it. They're so serious about solving your critter problems that they have an actual American Ninja Warrior on their team who will stop at nothing to get the job done. He can also get up on your roof without a ladder. What could be better? Pest problems solved and a show. Call Town & Country Pest Solutions today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. One more time, write this down, 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. They fear absolutely nothing but God.
0: Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady wears Uggs.
2: I have no knowledge of anything. I have no explanation for what
0: happened. The highlight of the show.
2: I'm not going to let our fans down.
0: The reason people tune in week after week. Said no one ever. Darren's Unreasonable Rant.
1: The 2016 MLB All-Star Game is upon us, In my opinion is the best of all All-Star Games because baseball is the greatest sport in the world. Put a baseball player in any other sport, and he'll compete. Put an athlete from any other sport in a baseball game, and they'll look ridiculous. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. Anyone that doubts me has obviously never tried to hit a 90-plus mile-an-hour fastball, which is why baseball, more than any other All-Star Game, needs to get rid of the fan vote. Since morons insist with the All-Star Game counting, insane fans are not being rewarded, and actual production should be. Addison Russell is a good player, but because the suddenly growing number of Cubs fans decided they would go ham with the voting button on their computer instead of finishing their email to Janice the Secretary about next week's important budget meeting, we get guys like Brandon Crawford and Oledmus Diaz snubbed in favor of an undeserving player. Or the most egregious snub, Starling Marte. I went from feeling bad for Cubs fans my entire life to hating them in half a season. And thank goodness Royals fans' production has dropped off more precipitously than Alcides Escobar's, or we'd have basically had a Cubs versus Royals All-Star game. Fans are stupid. They've proven this time and time again. We need to take away fan voting privileges based solely on production. 17-time All-Star mentioned along with your career stats isn't impressive if 12 of those were undeserved.
0: Darren, obviously you're passionate about. The all-star game because you're going i I can't get to a stupid minor league game (laughs) here in town but you're going all the way to san diego
1: honestly i'm more excited than i have ever been for christmas or anything else in my this is i I can't put into words how excited i am and i got to give a shout out to my man brandon koenig who actually paid for the tickets for me he's a marine and a cop out there in la county I should be buying him the tickets to the All-Star game, but he's such an awesome friend that he he bought me the ticket. So
0: You're going to the game. You're, and home run derby. The home run derby.
1: The, the, I can get to the Celebrity game, the Futures game. I can do all that, the whole pass for the four days.
0: Title sponsor of the Beyond the Game program is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Town & fearing nothing but God. My Pest of the Week is Yankees prospect Jorge Mateo. The Yankees suspended the minor leaguer for two weeks due to what they say is a violation of team policy. Reports are that Mateo is frustrated that he hasn't been promoted from single-A Tampa to double-A Trenton. And after teammate Miguel Andujar did receive such a promotion, Mateo was very vocal in complaining to the Yankees' front office and even suggested that they cut a player in Trenton to make room for him. As a result of the suspension, Mateo cannot participate in a futures game in San Diego, which is part of MLB's All-Star Weekend.
1: Real cool. Mateo,
0: high prospect, shortstop for the Yankees, who's hitting two sixty-six with five home runs, though he does have 26 steals. He was the 26th-ranked prospect in all of baseball in Baseball America's Preseason Top 100. You're a poor-hitting prospect, Mateo. You're not a vet- veteran major leaguer. Stop complaining and just trust that the Yankees know what's best. They've done this a time for two. Just ask Jabba Chamberlain. Yankees prospect Jorge Mateo is my pest of the
1: week. My pest of the week is football. Um, Kent Bazemore, Atlanta Hawks player, just signed a four-year, $70 million deal with the Hawks. Marshawn Lynch made $49.6 for his entire career. Basketball and baseball contracts, are, they're out of control, yes, but football needs to find a way to pay these guys a little bit more money. I understand how the economics and everything, all that works. I don't need phone calls and tweets and everything about that. But football needs to find a way. It is the most violent of all of these sports. These guys have the shortest careers, and they're making significantly less money in a sport that brings in more money than all the other sports.
4: My pest of the week is fans of the Miami Heat. After Dwayne Wade (laughs) left for Chicago, Heat fans reportedly immediately started burning their Wade jerseys. (laughs) This is the same team that signed LeBron away from Cleveland. If it's okay for a franchise player to leave his hometown for you, but not for your guy to leave for his hometown, then your hypocrites enter my Pest of the Week.
3: Zach Haas, you got a Pest? I do. My Pest of the Week is UFC 200. Now, I watched UFC 196, where Nate Diaz beat Conor McGregor. I watched all the prelims and the main event, and I was really excited about seeing a rematch between those two. And as we know, that's not happening. So then they set up a rematch between John Bones Jones and Daniel Cormier, and that was also going to be another exciting fight. And now that one's not happening mm-hmm. either. So we're stuck with... Well, Brock Lesnar, which won't be too bad a fight, but I was really excited about the last two that they had set up, and I know it's not completely their fault. I'm just frustrated that I don't get to see those two.
0: There you go, America. We've talked hockey, NASCAR, and UFC fighting all in one show. What more can you ask for? Thanks for listening to Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game has been brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. You can give them a call at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Be sure to tell them Benson sent you. For those guys, Zach and Darren, and a big special thanks to Zach Haas for joining us this week. I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Have a great week, everybody.